0: It's almost officially summer, and we all know what that means. It's burger time. Yes, burgers are obviously classic summertime fare, and one of those unique foods that pretty much everyone has their own secret recipe for. Now, despite the fact that everyone thinks they make the best burgers, they don't. Yes, some of you out there can make a really good burger, but all too often people fall into the same burger traps. Now, avoid the common burger mistakes and become a burger pro with my seven tips for making burgers better. I'm Chef Ben, this is Food in Five, brought to you by HowToNotBurnShit.com, your modern culinary manual, and today we're talking burger basics. And the first thing you need to think about when making a burger is the meat. Choosing the right meat is the key to burger success. I would like to tell you to get some beef chuck and brisket and grind it yourself, making a perfect 50 50 blend, but undoubtedly, and undoubtedly, that will make an incredible burger. But you're not going to do that and generally neither am I. So what should you use? Buy good quality lean b- lean ground beef. Fat is good in a burger but too much fat leads to a lot more shrinkage and flare ups on the grill. That's why lean ground beef is better. Number two, seasoning the burger. People are often given bad advice when it comes to what they should put in their burgers. There are a lot of quote unquote experts out there that recommend adding all kinds of things to your burger meat before cooking it. Things like breadcrumbs, onions, garlic, Worcestershire sauce, steak spice, and all kinds of other weird things. And to be completely honest, I was brought up on burgers like this, but have since gained a new perspective. Let the burger taste like beef. All I put in it, all I put in and all I recommend putting in your burger meat is a little salt and pepper. Now having said that, I generally do season the outside of the burger with a mixture of garlic powder, onion powder, and old bay seasoning. I use this blend on steaks as well, In this way you will get a lot of flavor from your burgers, but also they will still taste like beef. Number three, making your patties. I know the school thought that thinner is better. I make my patties as thin as I can by flattening them first in my hand and then on a flat surface covered in parchment paper or plastic wrap. I use enough meat so that once they are fully flattened, they are about 1.5 times the diameter of the bun. I do this because the burger cooks quicker, they end up cooking into the perfect thickness and diameter for the bun, they cook more evenly, and they are easier to eat. If you do like a really thick burger, there is a way to mitigate some of the shrinkage. After your patty is formed, stick your thumb in the center, making a thumb sized hole pretty much all the way through the center of the patty. This will not only help prevent the the patty from shrinking too much. It will also help it cook more evenly. Number four, cooking your burgers. Uh, How you cook your burger depends on how you think you've made it. If you followed my advice and made your patty thin, you want to cook your burger on a medium to high heat. Um, For thick burgers, you want to cook it on medium heat. The reason being that if you cook a thick burger on a high heat, it will burn on the outside long before it ever cooks through. If you're cooking your burger in a pan, let's say cast iron, get the pan nice and hot and don't add any oil. Enough fat will come out of the burger that you don't need to add any extra. If you're cooking on a barbecue, heat your grill up for at least 20 minutes before you start cooking. Also, make sure your grill is really clean. As long as the grill is hot and clean, you shouldn't need to add oil to it. If you've cleaned your grill and heated it up and your burger is sticking, it's likely because you're trying to flip it too soon. Give it a minute and let it release from the grill naturally. Don't push your burgers down. All you're doing is squeezing the juice out of it and making your burger dry. The only time this is acceptable is at the very end of cooking. If you give the center of the patty a little push with your tongs or spatula and the juices run clear, the burger is done. If they're still red, you need some more time. Number five, say cheese. The cheese you use is fully up to you. I do have to say that for a long time I snubbed processed cheese slices but have recently fallen back in love with them on burgers. They add something that nothing else can, and I think it's probably just nostalgia, but either way, it's delicious. Now what type of cheese you use is your call completely, but when you add the cheese is really important. If you add it too early, it will be melted and gone before your burger is fully cooked. If you add it too late, your burger will be overcooked and dry before the cheese melts. So this really isn't that big a problem with processed cheese slices, because they melt really quickly but if you're using like a, like a firm cheddar or, or any other kind of cheese, you gotta watch this. So add the cheese once you flip the burgers for the last time. You know it's the last time because you check the doneness of your burger by gently pushing down the center of the patty and the juices are almost clear but not perfectly. This gives you the perfect amount of time to melt your cheese and finish cooking your burger. Flip the burger before adding the cheese as this gives the cheese the hottest possible surface of the patty and helps speed up the melting process. Number six, choosing the right bun. Now when it comes to the bun, there are really only two things that you need to worry about. The first being the size of the bun in relation to the burger, if you made your patty nice and thin and one and a half times the diameter of the bun, this shouldn't be that much of an issue. But keep it in mind, there are few things more annoying when eating a burger than having too much or too little bun. The second thing you need to think about when choosing your bun is its structure. If the bun is too soft, it will absorb fat from the burger and go mushy. If it's too firm, it may fall apart when you try to eat it. You want a bun somewhere in the middle. Now, Some of these issues can be dealt with by toasting the bun, but you you want to be careful uh, with this as well. A light toasting is delicious and helps protect the structural integrity of the bun by creating a bit of a protective barrier between the surface of the burger and the inside of the bun. However, a bun that is over toasted and crispy falls apart and takes away from the enjoyment of eating the burger. Number seven, condiments. What you put on your burger is your own business. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. However, I will say don't put too much stuff on your burger. There's a trend these days to pile unnecessary shit on a burger just for the sake of doing it. But ask yourself if it's actually enjoyable to eat or does it just look cool. The other thing is the more stuff you put on your burger, the harder it's going to be to eat and the messier it's going to be. Just think it through. Uh, If you're going the more classic route with lettuce, tomato, and pickles, cut them as thin as possible. This is especially true of tomatoes and pickles. There are few things worse than biting into a burger and having its contest shoot out the back end because the tomatoes created a slick surface. By cutting the tomatoes as thin as you can, you hopefully prevent this. Same going for pickles. There you go. Be creative with your burgers and enjoy them. I mean, you're the one eating it. But if you follow these seven tips, it really will give you the best possible burger you can make at least in my opinion all right i'm chef ben this is food in five brought to you by how to not burn shit.com your modern culinary manual you can follow me on instagram and twitter at chef ben kelly and on facebook at ben kelly cooks you can also check out how to not burn shit.com where there is a written version of almost all of the podcast episodes not the food history ones but everything else uh and if you're in the nova scotia area of canada Check out ChefBenKelly.com if you're looking for a personal chef or cooking lessons or dinner parties or anything like that. All right, I'm Chef Ben. Again, this is Food and 5, and I'll be back tomorrow with a brief history of, I don't know yet. We'll see. A brief history tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody.